0: Hey guys and girls, welcome back to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector. I'm your host, Roman Tagal, and welcome back to the show. This episode is a little short and sweet, a bit like your host, of course. And what I thought might be quite useful for you is we are at that time of year where event season the spring event season is upon us so whether you are in uh you know the large molecule space small molecule space uh, finished dosage form api space cro cdmo biotech etc etc there are events about to happen all over the place march till the summer is a very busy season some of the big key ones obviously include the likes of DCAT and cphi north america and then obviously we have a bit of a quiet time before the even busier event season later this year quite recently a contact of mine reached out to just ask me for a little bit of advice around uh, going to dcat and just events in general and it got me thinking you know having been to trade events in the farmer and bio space for the best part of 20 years, there's lots of mistakes I have made, there's lots of lessons that I have learned, and there's lots of things that I think work pretty well when you think about going to these events. Now, I appreciate many of you are seasoned sales guys and girls who know exactly what they're doing, but nevertheless, there are many of you that are listening that are being asked to go to events when you might be slightly more introverted or you just have never been before and you know that can be a very intimidating and overwhelming sense if for example you walk into a room and you're on your own and there are hundreds of people there and it's kind of like oh my god oh my god where where do i start and so what i thought might be quite useful for you is to just give you a few tips that have worked for me Uh, over the years and you know whether they're all relevant for you um or you even just take one or two kind of uh, insights that go into your life then hopefully it adds some values it's worth saying you know in our sector networking making contact striking new relationship it really is the grease that keeps the wheels of our sector going this human element is so so important and you know the covid pandemic times demonstrated what we missed. There was such a a sense of excitement coming back to events a year ago. And so what I found is you can make contact at an event, you know, in 2023, that might turn into a customer or an employee or an an investor or a colleague or a good referrer five years down the line. And it all starts by kind of making those contacts. So let's start with a, a couple of kind of scenarios. I think the first thing uh, is often when you go to any kind of event, whether it be a conference, a drinks event, a kind of social event, uh, an exhibition, you'll find yourself in a situation where you might be stood with a drink in your hand and you're almost like looking around and it is super, super awkward. Even as outgoing as I am, I have found myself in that situation and then suddenly lo and behold uh, some kind-hearted person emerges from the crowd almost like they're bathed in light and accompanied with some beautiful music and they come up to you you know extend their hand and say hello instantly this person feels like your savior (laughs) guardian angel that they've somehow kind of taken you from the outer circle into the inner circle. And it is a really wonderful feeling when someone does that to you at an event. It can be slightly awkward in the first few seconds, but very quickly, you know, the conversation develops, you know, hi, who are you? Where are you from? What's your intentions at the event? What are your objectives? And very suddenly you're having a conversation. So my question to you, or my challenge to you, is why are you not that person? So let's say, for example, you're at DCAT in the next, uh, you know, in March, Um, and you're in a you know one of the lobbies in one of the new york hotels i guarantee there will be so many people there that are on their own and kind of like looking for someone to step up and say hello and i encourage you to be that person just reach out be brave and say hello to people and i can tell you in all the years i've done it 99 times out of 100, it works out fine. You build a new connection and you never know where that goes. The odd occasion, you meet some kind of um, very cold, kind of frosty response. And that's okay. Like, that's just life. And not everyone is going to be a great, great contact. So that very much is a good starting point to think about. If you just think about those situations as just brave. And it goes for the same If you're at an exhibition, so say you're at CPHI or Interfax or any of the big kind of conferences in the CRO space coming up, if you have been on the exhibitor side where you are there to effectively promote and sell your services, it's a great feeling when someone comes up to your stand and says hello because it's like, wow, traffic, people, great. Now, obviously, what I'm not asking you to do is start selling these people what you do immediately. It's just about building those connections. And I think part of the issue here is this kind of word networking it's such a funny word and it's a corporate word and it makes people kind of bristle don't over complicate it think of networking as just simply meeting people you've been doing this for your entire career and your entire life and the point is just to meet people is as easy as possible and don't overthink it and what i found is you know, for myself, I mean, you know, I've been in situations where I'm like, oh, there's that person that I really want to talk to and I've created this narrative in my head that then prevents me from going over and saying, hello, it seems such a basic thing to do. This type of thing I teach my kids, like just go say hello, introduce yourself and be friendly and don't follow my own rules. So please do that. And uh, generally you'll be met with a kind of friendly, kind of receptive person. One of the second things I wanted to uh, talk about is, you know, thinking about your own personal brand and image. So one of the things I've seen over the years is you'll meet people where their company image just is so at odds with their own personal image. You know, this is the type of thing where uh, someone is... Bigging themselves up as the company that they work for is professional, we're precise, you know, we're really slick and you're looking at the person thinking, well, you know, you've got your dinner splattered down your shirt, you look very untidy, you clearly don't look after yourself. It's a really interesting kind of almost paradox when you're in that situation where you're looking at this person thinking, but hang on a second, you don't really reflect what you are talking about. So I'm not asking you to be in a in an embodiment of your brand to the you know the nth degree, but think about the impression you want to leave with people and make sure you communicate, look, feel exactly like that impression that you want to leave. So really think about that before you go into to any kind of meeting situation. The third thing and one of the most important lessons I think I've learned in my career in this space is just never judge people and assume on sight and I guarantee there'll be times where you've met people at dinner or at a conference or just in a lobby or or someone that comes up to your booth and you're sitting there thinking oh god this person is of no value to me why are you even wasting my time it's really harsh of us to think like that you know it is natural but at the same time I think you have to get over yourself because great contacts and opportunities can come from everywhere. Uh, and a story I'm going to tell you Um, might bring this to life. You know, Many years ago, a client that I was desperate to meet agreed to meet me for a drink uh, after after an event. And it was a really good opportunity to build a relationship with this potential client. And when I turned up, he brought a, a colleague from the operations side of the business. And in my naivety, yeah, I was thinking, oh God, this guy's going to be a complete obstacle. You know, it's going to be difficult to build a relationship and and do my thing and charm them and get to know them and hopefully get some business ult- ultimately. And, you know, so this kind of gooseberry person in this, in my space, I was, was kind of fuming inside. But an interesting thing happened. We had a really good evening. So we got, everyone got on really well. We had a couple of drinks. We had some food. It was a really really lovely evening and I had to let go of my kind of cold judgmental view and any of you that know me you know that's that's not actually the type of person I am it was just I was so focused on you know charming and making a good impression on this person that I was almost like oh god this person's an obstacle so interesting thing happened after that because we had such a good evening the client or the, the prospect ended up becoming a client quite quickly and it turns out that that operations person was. That was the CEO's um, oldest and closest confidant. So they kind of was the, they were the validation actually right, you know, Roman's actually a good guy and actually I think we should give them an opportunity. And I'm not saying it was a test, but nevertheless making a good impression and having, uh, you know, in, in leaving the right kind of sense of this is who I am. And this is what we represent was actually, Uh, just as important for the CEO I was looking to target as it was the operations guy. And the other thing which amazingly happened about three or four months later is that, you know, the person I'd kind of written off as a gooseberry and the obstacle actually introduced us to another company that ended up being a huge client for remarketing a few years ago. And it was a real lesson for me about just, you know, classic not judging books by their cover and dismissing people too early. And I really, really encourage you to don't assume and don't judge because you just never know in life. The fourth thing I want to mention, and this is something I've been working on really hard in the last couple of years, is like just embrace the kind of fabulousness of serendipity. You know, what frustrates me when I go to events now is seeing how many people are looking down at their phone. Or even worse... If people are on their exhibition stands in booths on their laptops, I feel like going over to these people and screaming at them thinking, do you have any idea how much your organizations have invested? And if you are a leader in an organization, do not set this example. It's really hard for team members and leaders to behave in a certain way that is inconsistent with the leaders of their firm. So if the CEO is sitting there on their laptop and judging people in all the things that I'm saying not to do, it does set the tone. So I would very much encourage you to just keep your head up, keep your eyes open and have conversations with people. That is what you are there for. You are not at these events to check your phone. Your emails are going nowhere, right? You can pick them up on the cab back to the airport or on your flight back. So don't waste your time on your phone. I appreciate you might have proposals to do. You might have things you need to communicate to clients. And the way I suggest you do this is batch time, right? So if you're at an event for eight or nine hours a day, you know, one till two o'clock, you're going to go and have lunch on your own, catch up on your emails, done. Like that's it. And then do the same in the evening and keep your eyes and ears open for the rest of the day. Another quick story, which I thought it might be useful for you. When I moved to, to the East Coast and one of the things I did when I first moved to Boston was to try and meet as many people, and I ended up at an event in Cambridge, in, in Massachusetts. And, and I remember one day we were on like a, a mission to go to this event, and I was really tired. I was like, God, I can't be bothered to go. Anyway, I gave myself a bit of a pep talk, and away I went to this event. Kind of feel they had free beer, which was a, which was a great opportunity for me just to. Sample the local uh, New England ale, um you know, but running on kind of fumes and motivated by the kind of beautiful sweet amber of the beer, I met some really interesting people at this event in Cambridge, and there's one guy in particular that I met, and I didn't really think much of it at the time. And I fast forward 18 months or so when I actually moved to the US, and I bumped into this guy at the same event again. And we kind of had to like, you know, take a moment. We're like, do we know each other? We think we've met each other. And long story short, you know, my wife at the time wasn't working when we moved to the US and uh, my wife's a, a medical doctor. And I explained that my wife's a medical doctor and she couldn't work as a doctor in the US. Turned out this guy's wife was also a medical doctor that worked in biotech. And so... They ended up connecting, we ended up connecting our wives together and my wife actually ended up working for Michael's wife, which just shows you how chance kind of meetings and opportunities can lead to incredible things in your life. Now, if I'd gone to that, if I'd not gone to that event 18 months beforehand, that would never have happened. And the second thing you know to mention is if I'd gone to that event and been on my phone checking emails again, I wouldn't have met him. So just trying to explain some of the mistakes that I've made and hoping that you don't make the same kind of things. And the final thing I suppose I wanted to kind of assist with or add some value is just how I think about when I meet people, kind of what the aftermath kind of looks like. There are so many areas and so many things that I could have talked about today, but I try to keep them on the key things that I think people struggle with and the mistakes that they made. And one of the things that I have seen again and again and again is people are terrible with follow up in and uh, in keeping in touch. I actually did I delivered a lecture at a at a college yesterday for uh, graduates and careers. In the lecture, I used this interesting phrase, and he said, "Your network is your net worth," and I genuinely never ever heard this saying and it really struck a chord with me and I kind of reflected later at the the evening and thought actually one of the things that has really propelled my own career in life has been the network that I have built and these are not fake vanity connections there are people on LinkedIn who go on and on about the fact that they've got 20,000 connections and it's really difficult to know 20,000 people so in my mind I try to build Kind of real relationships with real people and not for kind of vanity purposes of course there is going to be proportion that you connect for different reasons but you know i genuinely tried to connect with people for the long term and so let's say you follow some of the advice that i've, I've kind of gone through today at whatever events that you're at once you meet those people here's a couple of things that i suggest you do first and foremost i would capture notes about that person straight away and the reason i say that is if you're anything like me you will forget everything in that moment as soon as you get on to the next meeting or you go to the conference or you end up having a couple of drinks and go for dinner at night and catching up from that unless you've got a great memory is difficult and for me this isn't just writing um you know the company they work for the challenges they've got you know any insights around the business but also like you know Who's the person? Do they have kids? Where do they live? Like what they got on their cards. And, and the reason I do that is just to get a, a kind of a personal feel for the person, uh, but genuinely not, not fake. And then always connect with LinkedIn with a personalized message afterwards. And never, never, never attempt to sell people anything on that first connection unless they have specifically asked you for something and there is a an RFP process or they have a specific need they want to talk about don't be that guy or girl that sells them straight away. That's, that's never a good look. I often then send a, you know, a nice to meet you email and, uh, and then something I've learned about them. I then try and put into that kind of that email. So let's say for example, um, that person said, Hey, I'm going, I'm actually traveling to the UK next month, uh, with my family and I'm going to London. So I might say, Oh, it's great to hear you are going to London. Here's a couple of things that will me and my kids really enjoyed assuming they've got kids or here's a great restaurant like you don't have to follow up with something that's pure business related but at the same time it could be like oh you know you work in the cell and gene therapy space there's a really interesting article on um you know endpoints about x y and z i thought you might find it interesting and what what that means is just adding a little bit of value and kind of uh, and doing so in a non-salesy way For some people i also do a personalized video and the reason i do a personalized video uh, is it enables that person to remember you remember your face remember your voice remember your name which again like for me i am a little bit different to lots of people in the industry and i am not ashamed of i suppose embracing and making the most of the fact that the way i look and my accent and all that kind of stuff so again you kind of have to embrace your differentiation and then finally it's just you know if there are any follow-up actions make sure you do them and just be thoughtful and stay in touch with people sometimes i will add a reminder to myself in calendar or in a crm system to just kind of do that and you know the golden rule in all this is just don't annoy people again i've probably done this at some point if you're listening and i've done it to you i'm so sorry i didn't mean it i was learning but it's certainly something that i've done over the years and just by being helpful and generous, you build connections over time. And I have to say, in my own career, both within remarketing at Lee Kander, the business I've co-founded, obviously here on the podcast that you're listening to, those contacts are absolutely invaluable as you kind of progress in life. So I'm going to kind of finish with a bit of a, a kind of clumsy bonsai tree analogy. But you know, for most of us, we work in an industry that has really long sales cycle and it's a bit like kind of gardening in the sense that you have to kind of um you know nurture and you know take your time with like a, a, if you like a a bonsai tree and kind of just, you, know, you don't have to overwhelm it you just got to kind of keep it going and keep it growing and not neglect the contacts and that takes discipline, it takes dedication, it takes work, and it takes patience, right? And, you know, for many of us, we just don't have the patience, especially if we're in sales, and that is a a missed kind of opportunity. But, you know, for me, what I found is just nurturing those contacts over years leads to, you know, a real blossoming of connections, to bring it back to my bonsai analogy, and that has really kind of bore fruit for me. So with that, I am going to wrap up. So, you know, I wish you all the luck with the events that you're heading off to. You know, be that social savior who goes up to people that say hello. Just be nice to people and don't overthink the word networking. It is just meeting people. Make sure you kind of of match the image or um, portray the image that you want to create for you and your organization. Please don't judge people or make assumptions. Embrace serendipity and make sure your follow up is really good. Uh, Beyond that, uh, thank you for listening to this uh, short ish episode and try to keep it around 20 minutes. I hope you've got some value. Please drop me an email or a message on uh, the Molecules Market Pod website or drop me a message on LinkedIn just to let me know if this was a value and obviously if you're out and about at events and you want to meet me and say hello maybe nominate some guests then please be brave and do so i'm really really nice i promise you and uh, just want to say thank you as always to my team for helping me produce the podcast and bring it to your ears and if you get a moment today please uh, give us a rating if you've been putting it off today is the day come on you can do it. it takes like five seconds even if you've got one piece of value in all the podcasts All I'm asking is for a kind rating and maybe share it with a colleague. Beyond that, safe travels, have fun, and I'll hopefully see you in person very soon. Hi again, thanks for tuning in to today's show. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. For more shows, have a look on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon, wherever you like to listen. And do make sure that you subscribe So the next episode comes direct to your device automatically. And please get in touch via our website, Molecule to Market Pod, or via LinkedIn or Twitter. We love to hear from you. So if you have a guest that you want to suggest or someone in your organization that you think would make a great guest on Molecule to Market, then please let us know. We'll see you very soon. You're listening to Molecule to Market where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector. The podcast for professionals working in the pharma and biotech contract services space. Molecule to Market is sponsored and funded by Remarketing, an international content, digital and design agency that helps companies get noticed, raise profile and generate leads in life sciences.